This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us to look back at Monday's victory over Gillingham, Sunday's FA Cup tie with Aston Villa, and our start to the January transfer window. Welcome to Borough Pod! Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end... Hello, Patrick. How you doing, Nate? Uh, so, so. The, uh, the recovery from COVID is a slow, slow bitch. I'm fortunate to have not had to have gone through that yet, so um, fingers crossed I never do. Really? What, you've never had, you've not had COVID? Nope. Got horrible you flu, bastards. but I haven't had COVID yet. You My missus got it as well, and somehow I tested negative throughout. Wow. You absolutely... Bastard, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had it three times. Grim. Well, you know, you've got kids I'm, going in and out of school, haven't you? It's much more uh, high risk. I've not caught it. She's not had it. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, we assume she's not had it. She may have been asymptomatic once upon a time. But you're never going to know then, are you? But no. Nah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's crack on. So we're going to start with our game against Gillingham. Um, 1-0, Monday. 2nd of January. Uh, Gillingham had more strengths than we we did Ooh. on uh, on the old match report. Pity one of their strengths wasn't making difficult saves. <laughs> making simple saves. Um, stole the ball often from the opposition and were effectively creating goal-scoring opportunities through individual skill. Now... I'm not sure I particularly agree with that metric, but let's let's let's, let's just pretend for a minute that that's accurate. Stevenage were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces, but this is nothing new, is it? We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, eleven shots. Uh, eleven shots from Stevenage. Seven from Gillingham. Seven of us from open play. Four from uh, set pieces, which obviously. Mr. Pidge scored his from a set piece. Because, of course, he does, because he doesn't score from open play, does he? Three and two. Lovely. Beautiful, isn't it? Uh, he got man of the match with a 9.2 rating. Fair. It, he was the only person. To... I know. Not... Danny Rose got a uh, 7.9. But other than Rose, he was the only person above uh, 7.5. Yeah, that's a reasonable reflection on the game. 
yeah, I, I think I think we uh, we very much strolled through the game in a way that would suggest we didn't take Gillingham too seriously. That's fair, and it was a game of very few forced saves, very few forced difficult saves, yes. and yes. we had the one conversion that countered from that. Um, yeah. header as you say and I think we can thank Tay Ashby Hammond for a couple of good stops at the feet of defenders to uh, earn us the points although you'd hope that if we did concede we'd have enough to go up a gear and uh, do what we needed to do to get three points but you never want to be in that position it's harder to yeah. uh, change gear than it is to get fire and get yeah. on top and then come back yeah absolutely yeah I mean we were very much at uh very much played the game at a canter, didn't we? Mm. I didn't see anything out of the side that made me think, we really want this. We got ahead and then we just sat on it. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. A- As I said to you before we started recording, being just about good enough is all you ever need to do, really, isn't it? Yes. If you're just about good enough and you only and you get your nose in front and you make it stick, that's all you need to do. There's a time not particularly place inspiring. For- not particularly inspiring. But effective. Yeah, absolutely. There's a time and a place for retaining the ball when you're in possession and not taking too many risks with it and containing and not pressing too hard. And it's the sort of time in the season where you're recovering from a very busy fixture period. You're playing a side. It was a game we needed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crawley and this were the games we needed at the time. It's been, been nice to have basically 180 minutes off, right? Yeah. Yeah, and now you've got a proper week's um, rest before going into the massive one. Yeah. Uh, got to say, uh, Mr. Carl Boyson, Carl, Chris, one of the two, um, absolute dogs, wasn't he? <laughs> that, penalty, that penalty decision is absolutely staggering. I mean, you've got to, you've got to hope that the, uh, the linesman, the uh, referee's assistant down that side, gives him a hand. Yeah. But he absolutely turned O'Keefe inside out. Runs into the box with O'Keefe on his shoulder, who literally grabs his arm and pulls him to the floor. Just what in what world that is not a penalty. The good news is that if that happens on Sunday, we've got VAR, so the penalty will be given. Yeah. You one would assume. You'd hope. And you're right. He he was described as scattergun where I was standing on the terrace, and that suited it pretty well. So, like, he didn't give a foul when Luke Norris was being full Nelsoned, one arm over the left shoulder, the other one round his waist from behind. Yeah. I was like, mate, this is more suitable to uh, late-night dance floors than it is to defend him. But then there was a very gentle shoulder-to-shoulder where Rose went down spectacularly, and he got a free kick. And you're like, I mean... Yeah, swings yeah. and roundabouts were coming out even here, but I'd rather see you getting the decisions right and helping the game to flow than being scattered all over the place. But... Now, being you, you may have seen the uh, you may have seen the uh, stats already, but can you tell me, off, just just take a guess, how many fouls did Gillingham commit that were given? It's got to be up in the twenties. Let's go twenty-two. Twenty. Ah, close. To Stevenage's 11. That's awful high. Yeah. yeah. But actually, actually, on the balance of things, I know the referee wasn't very good and there were a couple of glaring ones that he missed. It's probably about accurate. 
It's probably about right, to be completely fair. It was quite a a broken up game, and that that's that'll be yeah. why you know thirty thirty free kicks. Very little quality, wasn't there? Yeah, I think Danny Rose won as many free kicks as he won headers. Most of those um, deserved. I can tell you how many headers he won. Uh, Plenty, uh, area, area but not as many as pitch, probably. Should we play higher and lower? Yeah. Right. We can start with Lufa. He he won one header. Sweeney, how many did he win? Well, higher or lower? One higher. Seven. Yay. Van Kooten. Lower. Yeah, two. Pidge. Higher. Yeah, 20. 20? Yeah. Jesus. Max Clark. <laughs> Max Clark. <laughs> yeah, three. 20, yeah. Gil- <laughs> Gilby. Clark had three. Gilby. Uh-huh. Lower. Yeah, lower, two. Reeves. Yeah. Reeves, I think probably more because he was in a lot of space in that area in front of the back four quite a lot, so more. Fewer, one. Damn it. Uh, it was a very Roberts. memorable one, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Roberts. It's got to be more than one. Higher. Yeah, three. Noza. If it's not more than three, he ain't doing his job well. More. Higher. Yeah, five. And then Danny Rose. Higher. Yeah, 18. <laughs> 18, Jesus Christ. 38 headers between Pidge and Rose alone. That tells you a lot about what sort of game it was. Do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to do it for Gillingham as well? <laughs> three play, three of their players didn't win headers. Wow, weak. And that's not, weak. To, that's, not to, that's not to say they didn't try. Was uh, one of them, um, oh, that little wiener who played up front, Kashket? Because <laughs> I don't remember him touching uh, the ball. To Tonda. Has one. I was going to say, can't get higher or lower than that. He must have done more than one, higher. Two. Yeah, uh, mediocre game, didn't he? He did. Uh, what about Wright? Will Wright, centre back as well. He was massive higher. No, the same. <laughs> uh, oh, nothing for a pair <laughs> in this game. <laughs> Robbie McKenzie, left a uh, right back. Lower. No, higher. Three. Uh, left wing, Alexander McDonald. He was the little tank, wasn't he? He was a proper triangle. He was. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a great Scottish name, that is. Uh, one. Yes. Uh, O'Keefe didn't win any. Uh, Sean Williams. He was quite lanky. I'm going to go higher. Yeah, four. Uh, Jeffries and Kashkett didn't win any. So uh, then we come to Mikhail Mandron, now, who, he... by the way, was absolutely fucking dog shit. Yes, he was tall, but I don't remember him jumping that much. I remember him pottering around, not doing very much. Uh, so I'm going to go lower. No, higher. Eight. As Whoa, many as eight. Fair. Shocking, isn't it? Anyway, I am, I am yeah, surprised. Uh, and that's it for another week of how much worse than Danny Rose are you? A lot. A lot. <laughs> A lot, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Kashkett, he's a little scab, isn't he? I mean, he did nothing for a half and just, then just piss everyone off apparently went off the pitch and made a dickhead of himself and when you're yeah, making course, a bigger impact in the tunnel at half time than you did on your 60 minutes on the pitch you've got yeah. issues that you need to sort out yeah absolutely cause the ruck cause the ruck on the pitch 
Uh, sorry, called, caused the ruck in the tunnel, which the both the managers pretended didn't happen. Um, I can guarantee I was I walked past their tunnel like along the top in the director's bit. It was loud and Scottish. <laughs> like, Steve was in there screaming. It happened. Um, it's hilarious. Uh, but then, you know, if 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 both managers had decided, let's just crack on. I don't care what happens in the tunnel. If the managers and the players just move past it, cool, whatever. Yeah. I say yeah. that, I say that, but the second half was absolutely dreadful and I sort of hoped it was going to spice the game up a bit. And it <laughs> yeah, it did. It petered out, didn't it? And they, they made a couple of subs and neither of their subs did anything. No. We had to bring on Bostwick for an injured Van Kooten and he won a few headers and was generally very solid. Read for Norris, he hassled people a bit yeah. like he always does, but not much else. So yeah, it was uh, it was quiet. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that's that game. Professional, if uninsp- uninspiring job. Yeah, which is what you need to uh, stay at the top end of a division. Right, Patrick. While I uh, mute myself and blow my nose, let's. Why don't you talk to us about some transfers? Yes, yeah, so we've brought in on a permanent deal a man who I've actually heard of, Jake Forster-Kasky, which is uh, potentially quite an exciting signing. He's coming from Charlton, so he's mates with Alex Gilby. He was very pleased with the signing. Um, started his career at Brighton and Hove Albion, played for them nearly 70 times. Um, a few loan spells, Oxford United, MK Dons, Rotherham United. And then he's played 109 games for Charlton over the last five or six seasons, so plenty of experience playing football in higher divisions. Uh, 28 years old, so in the prime of his uh, career as a yeah. creative midfielder. And The the worry is is that they've had, he's had two ACL injuries in the past few years because 100 109 appearances in five years isn't actually that many. No, I suppose not, but You've got to judge it on the medical now, right? And uh, well, you don't you know he's past it, wouldn't you? Yeah, and it, it, even if he's bit part, as long as he's good bit part, who cares? You know, you need a squad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a step up right. from the players we've lost in that area, probably. So uh, I'm all for did it. Did you see any de- Did you see any details on how long his contract is? I did. Can't not. imagine it's only six months. If we've paid a fee for him, it must be eighteen at me at least. You'd think so, but I don't know. Let me have a look at transfer marks. That usually has a, is a good indication of how long someone's contract is. Yes. Unless it says unknown, which it does sometimes. Yeah, neither the Stevenage press release or the Charlton press release tells us, which is helpful. Uh, yeah, the, the Charlton one wouldn't. Uh... I would guess six or eighteen. I'd hope I'd hope eighteen. Yeah, I'd, you would. You'd absolutely would. If we paid, I'd be really annoyed if we paid. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. Well, there we go. So, uh, someone's left, Pat. Who's gone? Um, Arthur Reed has gone to Colchester. So, um, transfer list at the start of the season worked his way off the transfer list and then ended up transferred. The uh, wheel turns full circle and. Uh, it feels like one of those best for both parties moves at this point. He was on the fringes of the squad, but not getting many minutes. Um, yeah, 
if Festival we could... three parties, in fact. Yes, probably, probably. Um, Colchester struggling down the wrong end of the table. They might uh, benefit from a player of Arthur's qualities, and we know he's got quality. He's got our highest number of assists, or he did have when he left, um, despite limited appearances. Now, part of that's set-piece taking prowess, but set-piece taking prowess is important, as we've seen down the league. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. In fact, it was a, a goal from a set-piece that Reeves assisted that... Um, tied him for a number of assists in the season. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck to him. Um, I don't think it's a humongous loss for us, and particularly if we're going to be <laughs> recruiting players like Forster Kasky to replace him, then, you know, yeah. we're probably stepping forward. Yeah, exactly. Backwards. We got a fee for him as well, which is a nice nice bonus. So Yeah, it, it feels like it's early in the window, but it feels like Phil's investing for a promotion plus seeing that we're... Uh, in prime position for it, and that only bodes well. Um, Especially other- with both of the players that are, well, both of the players that are coming have come from coming from divisions above. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the other guy we brought in was a guy called uh, Daryl Horgan, who's not a player I'm as familiar with, but um, attacking midfielder slash winger started in the and Irish. We're not going to pretend to be familiar with him either, are we? I mean, why would you? But yeah, started in the Irish leagues. Uh, <laughs> had a spell at Preston in seventeen eighteen. A uh, couple of years in Scotland with Hibernian, and he's been at Wickham most recently. 85 appearances from 2020 when he joined them. Uh, I've got a mate who's a Wickham fan who said, yeah, he started well at Wickham and then kind of drifted out of the first team picture. So it'll be interesting to see whether he can resurrect his career in Stevenage. And, uh, you know, he's 30, he's a uh, attacking midfielder. So you kind of see him in that sort of back up to Jordan Roberts sort of role probably, or in place of Roberts, allowing Roberts to push forward as a one of the front yeah. two. And it's a front two we seem to be lacking, you know. We talked through in previous pods what positions we want to see. Obviously, we need a left-back because uh, we're down to one. Centre-back um, would be nice because we've basically got four and we play three, so you want a little bit more depth than that if you can. And then... Strikers and strikers are always the most difficult to come by. So if you've got a player like Roberts who can do that job, and we know he can, then freeing him up by bulking up your attacking midfield options, which we've done with the first two signings, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely, it does. It does make me think like uh, we might not see as much of Gilby and Reeves now, till so we can work in the likes of JF JFC. And uh, Horgan, but um, <clears throat> I suppose as long as performance levels don't drop, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, it'd be good to be able to get them a little bit of a rest because they've been ever present for the last six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, even. Yeah, yeah, and Gil- I think Gilby's your key, um, like holding breaker up a sort of midfielder, and then. Yeah, Reeves is a bit more creative, and he had Reed backing him up, and now he's got Forstakowski backing him up, which is probably a step up. And you know, maybe Forstakowski is in ahead of him. We'll see how that goes. And then you've got yeah. Roberts, Taylor, Reed for that more um, progressive yeah. midfielder, closer to the striker sort of role, and uh, it, yeah, yeah, it shapes out fairly nicely. It does. Yeah, it's worth noting that uh, both players are cup tied for the FA Cup. Ah. Uh-huh. So we won't see him this Saturday then, but um, no. bodes well to have the extra strength and depth when we're heading off to Harrogate after that. Yeah, I mean, it gives, it gives them it gives them an extra week to get familiar with the squad and get familiar with the way we play and just embed themselves, which can't hurt. That's true. You learn a lot if they're 
there at Villa watching the team play and working out how they fit in, although that won't necessarily be they a typical sh- structure, but still. They should. They should put him in the away end with us. <laughs> That'd be carnage. <laughs> I understand why they won't. <laughs> you don't want Reese and Farley hanging off you, do you? I mean, not, that doesn't sound ideal. <laughs> uh, to be fair, you don't want any of, any of us hanging off you. That's, that might be a little bit on our, unfair to Reese and Farley. They're just they're just particularly enthusiastic, aren't they? It's yeah. Uh, right. Oh, do yeah. Should we look at Villa? Yes. I don't know why I sound so disappointed about that. I'm well looking forward to it. But it's it's going to be hard work, isn't it? I mean, it's a free hit, isn't it? It's a game that you're not expected to get anything from. So, if you win it in progress, yeah. great. If you turn up and don't embarrass yourselves, that's fine. Um, the biggest risk for us is injuries slash someone being bloody brilliant and encouraging an offer that we can't refuse in the January transfer window. Yeah. So, you know, your risk is like Jordan yeah. Roberts plays out of his skin and scores a hat-trick and suddenly Watford say, hey, we can uh, take him off your hands for 750000 yeah. And Phil's like, well, all right, and I can't really turn that down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so looking at their form, not that, again, not that it really translates to FA Cup, but we'll do it anyway. And we're only going to look at past uh, form post Christmas because before that they the last time they played was the beginning of November, so it's irrelevant. Three um, one loss to Villa, a two nil defeat away at uh, a two nil win, sorry, away at Spurs, and then uh, yesterday they drew one all at home against Wolves. Oh, big local derby! A big local derby. It petered out to nothing. So hopefully they're not too up for this. Yeah, I mean, we've got literally no idea how strong a side they'll put out, although yeah. you've said... Well, no, but Unai Emery likes to play... He's very much a cup manager. Never done stunningly well in the league, but he, he always does well in cup competitions. Takes them seriously. Doesn't like to play too much of a weakened side against teams that he would expect to be. So I sh- should think that we should see... A fairly decent eleven. Yeah, there might be a few, a few changes from what you would assume is their favoured eleven. I can't wait to see uh, Danny Rose and Luke Norris up against uh, Tyrone Mingzo. <laughs> I really hope Marvelous and Nakamba gets his first get first appearance of the season. Who? Marvelous Nakamba. He's got one of the best names in football. Oh, he's got a great name, isn't he? <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, hope uh, I hope I hope World Cup winning Emmy Martinez starts so that uh, he can be thoroughly embarrassed by the Barra. You've just beat France in the World Cup final, but Luke Norris has done you. Well, I mean, it's possible. It, it's it's definitely the sort of team, Stevenage, <laughs> that could turn over a team that's under strength. So hmm. he needs to play a decently strong side if he doesn't want to get bullied in this one. And, you know, maybe you get overawed by the uh, size of the stadium in the occasion if you're Stevenage, who knows. But yeah, it feels well, like Steve's the sort of manager that will keep his team focused and grounded and just say, look, yeah. you know, it's 11 versus 11. It's nil-nil at the start. Stick to what we know we're good at and our game plan and uh, yeah. take it from there. It's not... It's not something that we've done whenever we've gone to big stadiums before. It's never it's never something that we've done where we sort of let the occasion get to us. You know, we've won multiple times at the Majeski or 
the car leasing select shit stadium as it's <laughs> known these days. Yeah. You know, we we played played unbelievably well at Goodison. Um we lost but played pretty well against uh, Spurs at White Hart Lane. Let's forget Newcastle away because we got robs there. And it's a pretty like there's a lot of experience in that squad now. It's not full of youngsters like it has been at some times, so you wouldn't think yeah. it should happen. But... Imagine imagine being Philippe Coutinho, right? Third round of the FA Cup against a team you've never heard of. <laughs> you've commanded well over 150 million in transfer fees. But you get outplayed by Jake Jake uh Jake Reeves. Beautiful. Magic of the FA Cup, isn't it? Magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, I, I'm going to live to read that, but uh, that's what we're going to see. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, that's that's that. Oh, we got a kit. We're doing a special kit because clashing. Yeah, oh, all white is there, apparently. Both, both our home and our away kits clash with their home kit and away kit. Eh, be a nice uh, all-white affair for the Stevenish slash Tottenham fans to salivate over. I do enjoy how our away kit seems to be just a Premier League copy that's rotating to please our uh, two club fans from the capital. <laughs> I, I, I hope we don't see a claret and blue one then. We did have claret one year. I didn't remember. Did remember blue, yeah, oh, no, we did. Like yeah, there was a blue on it. It was like carrot and gold. Yeah. I like the black one with the teal uh, piping for obvious reasons, which was just a Chelsea rip-off, but it was also very jacquard. So, uh... <laughs> uh, I didn't link it to the Jaguars, funny enough. I thought it was all right as well, but now I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I also yeah. won our um, work five-a-side league wearing it, so uh, it's got fond memories for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, I guess that's it today. Just a short, Just a short half-hour hop. Not even half hour. Uh, anything else to add? Don't think so. Uh, look forward to talking to you after the uh, Aston Villa game and uh, building up to the absolutely yeah. massive home game against Leighton Orient in two weeks' time because that's the really big one oh. I'm looking forward to this month. Sorry, Aston Villa, oh. you're not my main focus. <laughs> I was thinking about Orient earlier and I was thinking, oh, just imagine. We could already be top by the time we play them. Oh, ain't that, ain't that a thing? It's unlikely, but it's possible. They've got a really tough January, and even I'd almost prefer if we both, if we're still two points apart and we're behind them, but we beat them to overtake them, because that would oh, be that a would, huge. That, step. that would be the one, wouldn't it? Mm. But but that comes in like April, the late late April. Yeah, that'd be the that'd be the time to do it. I'll take January. I'll take January. It's fine. I mean, ideally, they lose all their games. We win all our games, and we're already ahead of them, and it doesn't matter. But take what you get, right? Take what oh, you get. God, I, I, I feel a bit sick talking about this. I, I'm really not used to being up this end of the table. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. Uh, it's going to get real. It's going to get real, real quick. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for coming along and listening to uh, Pat and Eight talk about Stevenage. That's a shit podcast name. I'm glad we didn't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully at some point soon it will really be back to Pat, Nate, Jay and Dean talking about Stevenage, but uh, we'll see yeah. stuff as we come to it. Yeah, Dean, Dean hasn't left. You might think he has, but he's just not here. He's a busy lad. He'll be here when he can. Uh, up the fucking borough! Woo!
Oh, well, I've got to leave that in. Jesus. Pebbles up again. And it's in. Bursting from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford's cracker in front of the Stratford end! What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.